This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Thank you for joining and welcome back to The Lake Effect. I'm your host, Chandler Adams, here to cover all things Dog Pound in Cleveland for you guys. Today we've got the Browns on our mind. But I want to give a quick shout out to the Indians. They're fighting, they're hustling, they're staying alive. Uh, But the Browns. Oh, 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 one more thing. Uh, So I have started a website across the board. Uh, we cover sports. Uh, we were just tired of the ESPN, the Fox, CBS, going over the same things every day, going over the same people every day, just being really, really predictable and saying outlandish shit. So we're getting together a group of guys interested in sports that can cover teams, that can analyze things and not just say outlandish bullshit, but say stuff that makes sense and that people want to hear about. Uh, we just had a great article from John uh, talking about Matt Nagy and the Bears, analyzing what they've done this year, not just saying Trubisky sucks, Matt Nagy's bad. He went into detail, the statistics, analytics on what is going on with the Chicago Bears. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for. We've got fantasy people. We've got gambling people. If you're interested in joining that, shoot me a DM, an email, a text. There might be room for you. Uh, we're getting like we're getting picky with who we bring on, but if you can bring something to the table, by all means, that's www.atbsports.net. Anyway, sorry I was a little go crazy there. I don't look at a script. I don't do anything like that. I maybe should to be more organized, but I don't want to sound like I'm reading something uh, to you guys like a robot. I also don't edit these because I, I I don't know. I like it to be raw. I like you guys to feel like I'm talking to you. But anyway, the Cleveland Browns. Baker freaking Mayfield. That's how everyone was thinking last year. We've got Baker Mayfield. We've got the best young quarterback in football. Nothing could be wrong with him. But now... People are second-guessing him. They're they're second-guessing him after two games. Well, better yet, they're second-guessing him after his 16th start in the NFL. I'm going to read you a very interesting stat line. This is maybe one of the most interesting stats I've seen this year. 
Baker Mayfield, after their first 16 starts, sits at a pretty 4,335 yards, a 63% completion percentage, not beautiful, 29 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, that's a 2.9 ratio, 33 sacks, 2 fumbles lost. You say, that's not very good. Well, let's compare him to some of the greats. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has 40 more yards, but he had a 54% completion percentage. Six less touchdowns, the same amount of interceptions. 41 sacks. Uh, he had an ass line. Two fumbles lost. So he completed the ball 9% less, had six less touchdowns and the same amount of interceptions. Okay, so let's go to one of the greatest of all times. Peyton Manning. He had 3,700 yards. 600 less than Baker. He completed the ball 56% of the time. Much worse than Baker. He had 26 touchdowns. Not as good as Baker. He had 28 interceptions. 10 more than Baker and Andrew Luck. He had zero, zero fumbles, though. Tom Brady, 2,800 yards. They didn't pass the ball very often. But he had a 63.9 complete percentage, completion percentage. He only had 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. 41 sacks and 4 fumbles. The last one, Big Ben. 3,000 yards, 66 completion percentage, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Those are four of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen in this generation. Baker Mayfield statistically is better than each and every one of them. I could be wrong. But I think that says a hell of a lot about a young man that people are shitting on. You know, people can argue, well, he had all these weapons. No, he didn't. His first year in the league... He had Jarvis Landry, a wide receiver two, Rashard Higgins, a wide receiver three, David Njoku, a unreliable but very athletic tight end, and a second-round running back, who is great, but he was a second-round running back. And for his first four, four or five games, he had Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley running the ship. So why are we why are we demolishing Baker Mayfield for having a slow start to his second season in the NFL? It's his second season. He's played two games this year, making it 16 total games for his entire career. And we're acting like this man has to know every single read, every single play that the defense is going to run, every single coverage. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. If this were Baker Mayfield's fourth or fifth year, maybe even, you know, third or fourth year, I would I would not cut him so much slack. I would say this is this is inexcusable. Something needs to change. But this is Baker's sixteenth game going on a seventeenth against the Rams this Sunday, and we're crucifying him? He needs to play better. This isn't the Baker we saw. 
He's not making us lose. If you honestly believe that Baker Mayfield was a reason we lost to the Titans, check yourself. If you honestly believe you're going to throw out the, well, two touchdowns and four interception rate, three of those interceptions were in crunch time. He was trying to force the ball against the Titans. They all happened in the fourth quarter. Okay, no, one didn't. Two of those happened in the fourth quarter. He was trying to force it, which he does quite often. But they were already down big at this point. He was trying to make something happen. I'd rather that than us run the ball 100 times. And then the pick, everyone's seen the picture of the Jets interception. That was pass interference by a mile. Why the hell we didn't review it? I don't know. But don't give me the Baker Mayfield's two intercept, two touchdowns to four interception bullshit. And don't give me that Baker Mayfield's playing awful. There's some of you out there that think PFF grade is stupid. PFF's a bunch of nerds. They don't know football. Well, I can promise you that if you think your eye test is better than a group of gentlemen going over the analytics of the game, grading every single play, seeing every single thing that happened, viewing it multiple times, not just one from the TV angle, then you're very, very, very wrong. I agree. PFF grades can sometimes be misleading. However, if you listen to their explanation or read their explanation, it's very simple. People will throw out the shit like Cody Kessler was their number one rated quarterback in their system when he was being drafted. He was the highest graded quarterback. However, they said he was a third to fourth round pick at best. Then there's times like Baker Mayfield was their highest graded player by far, and they said he's a first-round pick. They also do the football side of it. For you Browns fans, it's not Sashi versus John. They're both. They understand football, guys. They understand analytics. They mesh them together, and they see how people are playing. And Baker Mayfield's playing better than the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. But we're crucifying the kid. He's playing better than two of the greatest quarterbacks that we've seen in this generation and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. He's playing better than the quarterback that's playing for the prodigy. The best coach we've ever seen in the NFL. Sean McVay and Jared Goff. But we're crucifying him. Baker Mayfield can do no right. Calm the hell down. He's fine. This is a team that has a ton of weapons. And you can tell Baker Mayfield's a little antsy and wants to make a big play often. You know how you fix that? Experience. Experience with this team. I think there's a legitimate chance of two things and why this offense has been sluggish. One, their focus has been to get Odell involved, get the media off his jockstrap, and prove that he's a great player, and get him chemistry with Baker. So they've targeted Odell a lot, and it's worked out a lot. The second thing I think could be happening is that Freddie and company have overlooked the Jets and the Titans, which you shouldn't do in the NFL, and it costs them a game. 
However, it's one to one, we're one on one, clean slate. Let's restart. And maybe they had their eyes set on the Los Angeles Rams, that golden ticket to the promised land, Sunday night football against the reigning Super Bowl runner up. They probably had this circled. And I don't think they wanted to show their hands against the Titans and the Jets. Yeah, it sucks that you lost one of those games. But if you can beat the Titans, instill the confidence in this Browns team that if they have, they're going to be scary as hell. I think that's a real, real possibility of what they might have been doing. And then other things like not having a backup running back. Offensive line injuries. And that's, uh, I said it before, before the season started, the offensive line will not be a problem. And so far, the offensive line has not been a problem. Week one, they were iffy. Last week against the Jets, they were just fine. Now, if we can just pray that somehow Aaron Donald and Sean McVay line him up on Joel Batonio's side this Sunday, every single play, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's not a player I trust more on this team than Joe Petonio play to play. But that's enough of the Baker Mayfield rant. He's just fine. Let's relax and give him time to adjust to the new system. Todd Munkin, new players, and he'll be just fine. All right. So. Next, I kind of want to cover something that has just recently kind of been in the news, and it makes me very excited. Uh, His name is Jalen Ramsey. So Steven, one of my buddies, we're in a, you know, we just talk sports all the time in this group chat, me, him, and Dan. And about four months ago, he sent, I bet Jalen Ramsey ends up on the trade block, and I'd love for the Browns to get him. I said, one, you're crazy if you think Jalen Ramsey's going to be on the trade block. Players like him don't come around. You don't trade him. And two, I don't want his contract on the Browns come next year. One, I was wrong as hell. Two, I was wrong as hell. After thinking about it, I love Denzel and Greedy. Denzel's had a slow start. Greedy's had an amazing start. I love them both. I love them. However, Jalen Ramsey is a proven, absolute lockdown corner in the NFL against anyone he plays. Went up against DeAndre Hopkins. Shut him down. You all know my love for Denzel Ward. I have his jersey. It's the first jersey I bought for this new team. However, if Denzel in a first got us Jalen Ramsey, I think I'd be okay with it. If Greedy in a first got us Jalen Ramsey, I'd be even more okay with it. I love Greedy. I love Denzel. But... Their body type is not as good as Jalen's. Their footwork is not as good as Jalen's. Their strength and speed are not as good as Jalen's. And their just natural ability are not as good as Jalen's. 
The only cornerback in the NFL right now that compares to Jalen Ramsey is is Gilmore up in New England, and he ain't going nowhere. You know, Lattimore for the Saints, he's good. He's on a whole different tier. He's way below Jalen Ramsey and Gilmore. You know, the only corners up there with Gilmore and Ramsey are Peterson uh, and Chris Harris Jr. That, But that Jalen Ramsey on this Browns team would be a next-level kind of pickup. You have Miles Garrett. You have Olivier Vernon. Having that pressure and having a lockdown corner of his caliber would just make for an offensive coach's nightmare. An absolute nightmare. And all his contract's going to be hefty. It's going to be very hefty. Chris Hubbard, Kirksey, TJ Carey can all be cut after this year, and you can save about the amount of money that it would take to have Jalen Ramsey on the roster. Demarius Randall is someone that you don't have to pay if you get a Jalen Ramsey. He can make up for a lesser safety play. And Randall's good. He's not great. He's over. I love Demarius Randall. You know, building the Browns, his social media presence. I've fallen in love with who Demarius Randall is. But as a realistic football fan, I would be absolutely okay with him not being paid the amount of money that he's going to want to be paid because of these safeties. He's not worth it. Very few safeties are worth that. Earl Thomas was worth that. Demarius Randall. Is not worth that. But if we can get a Jalen Ramsey on this Browns roster, it elevates us to another level. Playing against a Lamar Jackson, who's not an elite thrower, I don't care what the first two weeks show. Playing against Mason Rudolph, who's fresh in the NFL, and an Andy Dalton six times. That's six games. That would be... That would be... They would have very poor games, and it could it could possibly be blowouts. But if we get Jalen Ramsey right now, this this stretch of the Rams, the Ravens, uh, I think Seattle's in there, and then I might be missing someone, the Patriots. That stretch is remarkably easier now with Jalen Ramsey back there. But. Let me know what you guys think about the Jalen Ramsey thing. The contract's a lot, but the more you think about it, once you get your quarterback, you win now. Jalen Ramsey, someone you give him a heavy guarantee, and then you'd be able to trade him if something were to happen and you needed more cap space. He'll be tradable for a couple years. All right, I want to keep this episode short and sweet, so I want to do a little false and what's true and what's false around the NFL. So I'm seeing a lot of bullshit and I'm seeing a lot of stuff overlooked. So I'm just going to go through my head, kind of stuff I've seen on Twitter and try to remember everything. 
first and foremost, Lamar Jackson by Kay Adams of NFL Good Morning Football was said if Lamar goes in and beats Patrick Mahomes, his MVP campaign starts now. <laughs> um, what? How the hell you figure? He's played the Dolphins, the Cardinals, and now he's going to play the Chiefs defense. That's oh, that's oh, that's three of the worst defenses in the NFL. How about wait until he plays a real defense, and then we'll see how he throws. You guys can say, but look, watch the games. Look at his stats. No, I've been watching Lamar Jackson since he was in Louisville. He's always been a piss-poor thrower. He's inaccurate, but he's got a cannon of an arm. I'd trust Josh Allen to make a throw more than I would Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has always been able to throw a deep ball. He struggles throwing consistently accurate passes to the flats and then right in front of him. And that's the other thing. All of his completions are coming to Mark Andrews straight up the gut 25 yards. Like He's not doing anything special. He's not putting the ball in tight windows. That leads me to the Chiefs right now are the 19th best defense statistically. <laughs> oh, who have they played? Oh, the Nick Foles-less Jaguars. <coughs> Sorry. And the Oakland Raiders. Um, just like Lamar Jackson, how about we play someone before we deem them great? This Chiefs defense, while adding pieces, subtracted just as many important pieces. They're going to be a bottom 24, bottom 25 defense in the league. What else have I seen around the league? Um, Cam Newton possibly retiring. I feel bad for the guy. If you, if there's a guy in the NFL that, aside from that play in the Super Bowl, has put his body on the line more than him at quarterback, it'd have to be Carson Wentz. I mean, those two will put their body on the line no matter what it is. Uh, so Cam's taken a – his ass has been beaten to the ground because he tries to make that extra yard, which is what's going to happen to Lamar. But, yeah, I feel bad for Cam. I hope he can come back from this. If not, the Panthers got Will Greer. He's legit quarterback. So we'll wait and see on that. Hmm. What else? I think the Saints are going to be fine without Drew Brees. Uh, they play the Seahawks this week. I think they're going to win. Taysom Hill is someone that is as explosive as Lamar in the running game. And Teddy Bridgewater, his precision is fantastic. His arm strength is weak. So that's very comparable to Drew Brees. However, he doesn't have the anticipation that Drew Brees has right now. But give him one week with the starters, and that might change. Uh, you know, if Drew Brees is going to tell him one thing, it's going to be, and you can mark my words, Trust Mike, but if you can't get it to him, dish it down to Kamara. 
That's how I've made my living, dude. So I think the Saints are going to be fine. I think they're going to win against the Seahawks. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill are good enough backups to get the job done. Um, they're going to need a trick player too, but this Seahawks secondary is absolutely terrible. Oh, that leads me to, I saw someone tweet that um, Colin Cowherd said, Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater, there's not that big of a gap between them. Mm, I wish I had a cricket animation. What the fuck is he talking about? Excuse my language. Drew Brees is an absolutely elite quarterback in the Mount Rushmore's of quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater had one good season and then lost his legs. He's played one okay season in the NFL. Drew Brees has had 10, 10, 10 plus elite years in the NFL. Carried a bad defense to a Super Bowl. Get the hell out of here with that stuff. I hate the clickbait. I hate it. Um. Oh, the 49ers being 2-0. No, no. They've played the Bengals. And they've played Buccaneers. That's... People... People are deeming them a top 10 team in the NFL right now because they're 2-0. When are people going to learn that things work themselves out in the NFL? The 49ers are not a top 10 team. They will not get close to the playoffs. And Jimmy G has still proven that he's just an average quarterback and has not had a lot of playing time. Like he never has played consistent, um, a consistent long-term amount in the NFL, yet we deem him to be some superstar as well. I can't think of anything more things off the top of my head, so I'm going to end it there. But let me know what you thought about my Baker rant. Let me know what you think about Ramsey being on the team or getting traded for. I want to hear what you guys have to say. But, until next time, this is the Lake Effect, Chandler Adams.